When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Sleep Outfitters Outlet, great sleep is a big deal. Save 40 to 60% every day on every Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. Queens as low as $249. Customer exchanges, closeouts, and floor samples. Inventory changes daily, so come in for your dream deal today. With no credit needed financing, expert advice, and up to 60% off retail, it's never been easier to get the sleep and savings you deserve. Go to sleepoutfittersoutlet.com for financing details and to find a store near you. As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs, along with world-class faculty and dedicated support. Discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more. Cord. Cord. Man. It's like, when I, when I talk to you, it's like wrangling cats. <laughs> Man, to, trying, are, to, trying to get you on task is like strangling cats. Are you, are you three cats stacked inside of a trench coat? Because, boy, howdy, it sure feels like it when I talk to you, Butter, but, Buster Brown. All right, see ya. That is, that is, I'm doing the lion <laughs> bit, but it doesn't look good because I made the L lowercase. It just look, look, look you like you got to do a capital capital L L. La 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 lions 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 lions. That's that's a good vocal warm up technique. Lying, okay. investing, obfuscating, nicotine. I get all of my vowels and consonants in there. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast with its eyes on the prize. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. How you doing? I'm doing well. I know it feels like... It feels like we haven't talked in a it's while. It's been a while since last we spoke. It's been a while since last week. We even podcasted on... The, oh, we podcasted on Wednesday last week, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. But I was just in a different place... And you were, you're looking at something, you're not paying attention. This is the most critical part of the podcast. We have to set the tone for the rest of the episode. We got to do some jokes, and you are looking at another screen. (laughs) Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that is more popular than Church Militant's podcast. Okay, that's what you were looking up? Yes. Well, of course we are. They just, he just, that's not fair because they just started 20 days ago. No, you know they dropped this, and all their diehard fans were like, hey, we gotta, we gotta get on this podcast. I don't know. It's not it's not far behind us. That's kind of crazy that they yeah. they've credit the following. But that is what podcast fans are like. Like, yeah, I got to put anybody knows. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I got to get? I got to get on a podcast. I got to listen to the podcast. Hey, I haven't spoken to you. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to you as well. Thank you. Um, yeah, Anything else listeners... you want to wish me from that day? Mm, happy Juneteenth. Okay. Keep Happy Feast of Corpus Christi. One more time. Happy National uh, Sprinkled Donut Day. Ooh, I... <laughs> any... Do you want to... You can try again. I'll Happy give you, birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday, Ethan. I didn't know you wanted me to wish it to you today, because it's good. Because like, my, my birthday was 
four days ago. Yeah, and also people are going to be listening to this a week later. So. Sure, but we just haven't spoken, and uh, I'll take my gift now. You can either I need- <laughs> you can either show it to me on the screen, or you can send it, or I also take checks. <laughs> <laughs> show it to you right on the screen. Take two of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> I'm kidding, but do you want to see what I got? I got one of my gifts right here on the on the desk. Um, you'll like this. Can I show it to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were just gonna do it. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't get verbal confirmation. I needed your consent. Oh, so, yes. we were t- <laughs> anyway. So one of my one part of my gift was one of these. Do you have one of these? I. Oh, it's a reading stand. It's a book. You put the book right there, and then you take these little flippies, and then they hold. And you the, hold it. They hold the page, and it's nice. It's made of presumably fake wood. Presumably. Uh, presumably, but it was uh, a great gift. And then I also got a K-State mug and some coffee. That's good. And my wife got me that book about dads by Jimmy Fallon. You've seen Amazing. Dad Dada, yes. the Dada book, which apparently has sold millions of copies. Like, dad, that book that book was nothing. There was nothing in there. It just I mean. Dada quack. Dada moo. Like, that, millions of copies. Million, what are we doing? We're, you're writing a book about the feminine whatever. And it's going to take you so much work and you're going to spend so many hours slaving over all of your sources and you could just fart on a page and put a little cow on it and you can make millions of dollars. Yeah, no, that's just how it works. You're famous, yeah. like really famous. And it's you can compounding just interest. Yeah, it's yeah. compounding every. Yeah, it, but it's crazy that it's millions of copies because like, you know, how many viewers does Jimmy Fallon get? Millions. Yeah, but like even if he gets... Even if he gets 15 million, that means a 15th of his audience bought that book. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. If only a 15th of our listeners supported us on patreon.com slash the crunch. That would be amazing. Then we'd be famous. <laughs> what, is our, what is our actual... How do you figure out the percentage or something? Either? You divide. Patrick. Oh, okay. Easy. <laughs> I can did do they that. Not have, did you not do that in school? Yeah, it's about, it's about 1%, which is about the, uh, the expected. Really? Yeah, 1% of our audience. I bet our listeners, when they look in the mirror, they say, I'm a one percenter. <laughs> I, there's can a, you hear that torrential downpour outside my window? I can't. No, I can just hear oh, the sweet, okay. beautiful sound coming out of your lips. Sweet chocolatey tones of All right, at Catholic Pat. It's gone. Uh, uh, so did you know that July 10th, do you know July 10th is, Ethan? It's Phoebe's birthday. No, 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 no. It's national don't or international don't step on a bee day. Did you know that? Don't step on a bee day. Are, yeah, are don't gonna... step on a bee day. It's a it's a British holiday that I'm celebrating on July 10th, in addition to Leo's baptism. Oh, nice. Um, yes. Are we gonna tell people to stop uh, mowing their grass and having uh, single cultures of grass in their yards because that's basically a death sentence for honeybees? Or are we just gonna keep mowing our yards, pretending we like gotta that's keep the... mowing them? Honestly, gosh, what a waste. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, the gas shortage, but then everyone also is like, mow your yard. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Pick Ridiculous. a side. I think the main reason why people mow their lawns is because they want to keep snake bites down. <laughs> is that true? Do snakes thrive in tall grass? Yes. Huh. That explains yeah. that. <laughs> Ethan's like, I need to go cut my grass. <laughs> Got All these snakes attached to my legs. You know, you know that God didn't want us to have lawns because he made it so that grass grows the most during the hottest part of the year. Hmm. In Florida, at least. I don't know if that's true everywhere. No, I think, I think pretty much it's summer is universally recognized as lawn mowing time. Yes. Pretty much everywhere. So why would you, why would you go outside? 
Yeah. You can make the the same (laughs) argument for shoveling your driveway. Like when it snows enough to that it impedes transportation, stay inside. Yeah. Don't, Don't, we don't don't go to cars. Don't go to work. No, this is, oh my gosh, you're so right. Yes. The the way, the place, because here's the thing. God made nature. Let's talk about what God did. God, God made nature so well. God made nature so convenient, Ethan. Do you understand this? I don't know. He made things so convenient. Do you know how, you know how ice (laughs) expands when it freezes? You know how water expands when it freezes, Ethan? Yeah, yeah, I do. Could you imagine if it was the opposite? And it shrunk. Could you imagine? No, 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 no. Okay. If, could you imagine if it expanded when it melted? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yes, uh, you're right. If you could imagine, imagine if water ex- shrunk when it, when it froze, what would happen when it melted? It, it would, would expand. It would yeah. Exactly. And so if you filled a nice cup of iced tea all the way up to the tippy top with ice and the ice started melting, all of a sudden your cup would start overflowing. Well, that is what happens. No, it's not. Have you ever had a cup? Yeah, we fill a cup with ice. And yeah, put into drink the top, and then the ice starts melting, and it just the liquid stays at the same level. You lunatic! No, it doesn't. It goes. Yes, down. it does. No, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, I don't think it expands the current liquid. I think it does. There's an addition. I might not know things. <laughs> I think we can we get a. Okay, if ice takes up ice takes up more space, ice takes up more space than water. No. So if it no. yes, no. it does. It no. does. Okay. I think it does. Okay. I'm pretty it's, sure it does. The polar ice caps are melting. So Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. So the ocean's rising. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> The ocean is so big, and the, the polar ice caps, ice caps are, aren't in the ocean. You're telling, it you're, high, like. you're telling me that if I throw an ice cube into the ocean, the, ocean, the, the ocean's like, oh, frick, a big one, it's coming. Ethan, Ethan, I don't think we should examine. I don't think we should use the polar ice caps into the ocean as an analog for a cup of ice water because I think the scale is too big. I don't think it scales. Scale, the scale is too big. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm I will. pretty sure that if you fill a cup to the top with ice water and yeah. then you wait it will the level will go down no yes absolute no i'm pretty sure i you know what i'm gonna stick to my guns on this i stuck to my guns on louis the 13th i stuck to my guns on united soviet states of russia i'm sticking <laughs> to my guns on this oh <laughs> uh, this i you mm. i don't know so people math- pull over people pull over while listening to our podcast for two reasons. One, One. uncontrollable laughter, two, blinding two. fury and rage. It could be both in this segment. <laughs> but you you studied theology, right? Yeah, not math, it, we all, all know this from the Jesuits that math works differently in theology. Like two and two can be five. Sure. So because you have three and one, one and three, it's kind of a whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. So I can understand how you might approach this situation and say to me, Ethan, when the ice melts in the cup, it goes down. <laughs> I could understand how you would think that. Don't Google. Because I, don't, because I spend, do not Google it. If ice melts in the cup, does it go no, down? No, no, I'm not going to Google okay. it. Um, how else? What else is going on? You doing okay? Everything going on? Yeah, it's vacation Bible school week this week. And Ooh. so I am like... Are you doing the one, the the exterminator or the, the, uh, maybe not that. I've been they, have a, they have an exterminating bugs theme <laughs> vacation Bible school. No, it's, I, it's like, uh, like Jurassic, it's like dinosaurs. Like I've been seeing no. a lot of dinosaur themed VBSs all over the country. I didn't know if everybody kind of signed on to the same program, 
or um, they kind of do. I mean, group is like the one that I see everywhere. Oh, we're doing we're doing uh, monumental where God's love is monumental. That's what it is. That's the oh. yeah yeah yeah. That's the one. Maybe it's not Jurassic, but it, it definitely Jurassic, has no. creatures and th- stone. Yeah, it's ro- it's rocks. rocks. The, the theme is yeah. like the theme is like hey, let's do the American Southwest because they got really big mountains down there, and the theme, yes. the lesson is going to be God is freaking huge. Nice. That's Everybody, the theme song too. Write in if anybody else is seeing the 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 monumental VBS. I'm I'm honestly curious how widespread it is because it's pretty are we big. just it's similar to like the dynamic Catholic thing where we're just trusting the formation of an entire segment of people to one publisher, and it's like hmm, it's right. It's OSV. So OS. Oh, it is OSV. So it's OSV publishes the Catholic version of uh, Groups Vacation Bible School. But no, you're right because. I, I think about this all the time because you I think run about a lot of things all the time. I do think about a lot of it. And, and I'm not even exaggerating. I think about vacation Bible school a lot. Okay. That's fair. I think about this all the time during the week. I think about this a lot. I need to find a new phrase. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you out like that. It wasn't. No, 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 no. Please call out my, call out my vocal tics. I think about this a lot. How you say that. I say it so often. I glaze. So one of my problems, one of my problems with VBS, yeah, 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 is how the the Catholic version of it is kind of just Catholicism is tacked on. Sure. Here's our Catholic ID for the day. Here's our saint of the day. Anyway, moving on to the stuff that's been pre-written and pre-recorded for the Protestants. You know, because all of the it's all of the skits are the same, all of the scripting is the same, all of the music is the same, all of the characters are the same. Etc. Our God is a monument. He reigns from the American Southwest. <laughs> I thought, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you said Southwest because he reigns from the American South is a very different political message. It is a very uh, different political message. So, but but you're right. It's it's a very it, the songs are very milk toast. Uh, yeah. Because we gotta we gotta make sure like God saved us, but we're not gonna say how he did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> God died to save us. We're not going to talk about how the crucifixion works. And also, Jesus is God's son. But we're not going to talk about what that means. Uh, And they only choose Old Testament Bible stories. Uh, That's not necessarily true. Today, kids, we're going to explore the Grand Canyon and what it says to us about double predestination. (laughs) Now, everybody, open up your your hymnals to page two, the the tulip song. Everyone, open up your Wycliffe Bibles to page (laughs) two. I think I wish I wish yeah. they would just choose I wish they would just choose a side so we could outright reject it. But one of the uh, one of the things that that bugged me this year was the skit had this this character is is supposed to be an adventurer and he's a bear mm-hmm. girls type and the sure. the joke is that he's a fraud. Oh and, really? Yeah, and I'm like supposed bear to girls. be. <laughs> he's Christian. You can't make fun of him. No, yeah. you can't. Uh, the joke is that he's a fraud, and <laughs> I'm supposed to be like. You're telling, I was about, you're telling me a bear grilled this? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I was supposed to say, it's okay. God God forgives us when we make mistakes. And I was like, God, that's not a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't accidentally. <laughs> God forgives I, us when we fraudulently uh, live an entire lifestyle. But the reason they have to do that, right, mm-hmm. is because... Mm-hmm. Of the predestination people, because yeah. the predestination people would be like, well, no, if you intentionally sin mortally, well, I wouldn't say that, but if you intentionally do something incredibly grave, that means you were never saved in the first place, mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera, right? 
And so <laughs> I was I was like, no, we're we're gonna talk about instead how like, hey, you do you do bad things sometimes. Isn't that crazy that God still loves you even when you actually do bad things, even when you maliciously malign God, uh, maliciously malign, Dang. even when you even when you're even when you suck, God still loves you. That's what I, I feel said. that. I needed that. <laughs> I need. I should go to vacation Bible school. I try. I try to make vacation Bible school as as uh, as as spiritually engaging for the volunteers as for the kids. Sure. You know, like I'll use an example of something from when I was a kid, but I'll add something for the for the volunteers because a lot of them feel like I. I honestly think that one of the biggest, one of the one. I think I think that a reason. I'm trying not to hyperbolize. I think a reason that some kids don't return to the church is because they volunteered for their church's vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. I think I think that vacation Bible school can can do a real a real number on the faith of teenagers yes. because it confirms what they've always suspected, which is faith is not important to me and it's for children. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, and so I try to make I try to make sure that I I, I underscore with these teens, hey. You're you're looking ridiculous while doing these dances, but hey, I'm a 25 year old man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look ridiculous myself yes. because I want these kids to know that God is great and loves them no matter what. But all the songs they're doing is God is great, God is great, God is great. And at a certain point, you have to say, what else is God? <laughs> you know. If only we knew. If only we knew. Wow, I join. Monumental Vacation Bible School for different stations such as Sing and Play Celebration, Awesome Bible Adventures, Imagination Station, Red Rocks Rec, Oasis Tastes, Kid Vid Cinema, and Canyon Closing. That's the other one I run. <laughs> nice. Uh, I do the opening. I like how they, they only did uh, three out of the seven stations they did a, a name relating to the, to the actual concept, you know? Yeah, the the part the point of it is they want to re- you want they want you to repeat stuff every year so your kids uh, have consistency. So year that year. every year we have Imagination Station. Every year we have Kidvid Cinema. Every Kid year Vid we Cinema. have yeah. yeah. Kidvid, wasn't he one of be, the the people for Burger King or whatever? I the way I started Vacation Bible School today because we don't have we were we haven't done skits because we're very bare bones. Not a lot of not a lot of people volunteer. But I love Vacation Bible School. It's something that I did every year as a kid mm-hmm. and as a as an adult. <laughs> uh, and we're we're not doing skits, but I wanted to do something funny to illustrate a point. And so in, I started Vacation Bible School today by going off stage with my microphone, turning off the music, and then just bawling into the microphone, just crying. <laughs> and they were all like, what's wrong? And I walked on stage and I was like, guys, I can't find my hat. <laughs> I looked everywhere. I looked under my bed. I looked behind this mountain and I turned around and I was uh-huh. like, hey, I can't find it. <laughs> and they were like, it's behind you. And I was like, I found my hat. And they were all like, yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I love it. This, I... <laughs> hmm. I'm happy for you that you, yeah. found, you found this place. This is, this is one of the things that I'm very, very good at. <laughs> yes. It's entertaining kids. You could be one of those guys that goes around all the elementary schools and sings the songs about, like, how your socks are stinky or whatever. Yeah, you stinky know? socks. I, that, I might enjoy that. You could be, and you could play the guitar, and all the kids would be like, ah, stinky, <laughs> the stinky socks man is coming. Ah, stinky socks man. And you could charge like $5,000 per appearance because and then, you're and then the they... only stinky socks man in the entire <laughs> Pittsburgh area. And then, and then the kids look me up like 15 years later, and I'm I got arrested for tax fraud. <laughs> no, I, I I one of the one of my skills that I pride myself in is being able to talk to literally anyone of any age, and uh, hmm. yeah, five to 
10 year olds is, is in that range of, <laughs> of any age. Yeah. I talk to a lot of people. <laughs> like I can't do it though. <laughs> don't, don't always get a lot of responses, but speaking of talking to people. Yeah. Let's keep talking to people on this show in, yeah. the, uh, in the Pittsburgh news segment. <gasps> you found a Pittsburgh news. I told you that I found one. You just weren't listening. Oh, because I was talking I, to you and you were not responding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I may have forgotten. Police say a male victim was shot in both legs in an 11th floor apartment on Stanwyck Street. People that live inside there were stunned to hear the news. I can't recall like one single incident besides like an alarm going off or like, you know, like a dog. Getting a potato chip bag stuck on its head. She reportedly suffered a broken arm and lacerations from the deployed airbag. Her parrot was fine. Angel told officials laws are arbitrary. This one's great because no one died, unlike some of the other ones that we've done. Yeah. No animals? Uh, no animals. Everyone's fine. I just, Good. this one's, this one's, it's going to be a quick one because it's, there's not a lot of, not a lot of meat on them bones, but I think we're going to have a couple good bites. Ready? Fire at Pittsburgh. No, hold on. Fire at building. Oh, that's, on, that's right. That's right. <laughs> fire at building on Pittsburgh South Side. Quote, well, I don't want to. <laughs> it sounds funnier if you read it as an imperative sentence. What do you mean? Fire, fire at building. Fire, fire at, building. at building on South Side. No. No, please. Fire at building on Pittsburgh Southside considered suspicious. Firefighters battled a four-alarm fire on Pittsburgh Southside Wednesday morning. The fire in the 1900 block of East Carson Street started around 3:53 a.m. Around approximately, I could have been. I anytime. know whose house. I think I know the person whose house was. Was it a college student? No, this is a building on Pittsburgh Southside. Okay. It's like it appears to be some kind of apartment building. I see. When our crews arrived at the scene, they could see flames shooting from the building. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Now the building's shooting at now us. the building is shooting back. We got a fire back. <laughs> Pittsburgh Public Fire Chief Daryl Jones said that the building that caught fire is vacant. Let's see. That's good. Uh, the people living in the next door apartment buildings all got out safely. There were no reports of any injuries. It was a little bit of a difficult fire. Once we had time to reset and get inside, the floors were spongy. Some of the stairs were burned away. So that's got to be the, one of the, like, in all seriousness, one of the most terrifying things, like, be searching through a building as a firefighter. It's like, all right, doop, 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 time to go back down the stairs and exit this in hell, hell inflamed inferno. And the stairs are just gone. gone. Just They're not just there. just not there anymore. Terrifying. Uh, do you think they jump? Do they have ladders? They certainly have ladders. I know they have ladders on the outside, but yeah, like, but I think they have it's not like the truck just slams the ladder through the building in order to get <laughs> it to a, to a guy who's stuck on the third floor. No, I'm sure they have portable yeah. ladders. If they have room for a gigundo ladder on that truck, they have room for a few others. Okay, so but then they'd have to stand there and be like, "Hey," and they're just tapping their foot, like waiting for the ladder to come. You know, I just they might have a ladder guy that runs along with a ladder. There could, on his back. There could be a ladder guy. Um, that'd be the most frustrating job. So you're like, we got a whole truck for this. Anyway, uh, the temperatures right now are very warm. <laughs> I have live from inside the building. It's very hot in here. Temperatures right now very warm, and the guys are carrying an extra 80 to 100 pounds of gear. Uh, so you're wearing them out. So moving up the alarms for manpower was a prudent thing to do in this case. Um, fire investigators brought an arson dog to help pinpoint the cause. <laughs> the dog's taking notes. <laughs> an arson dog 
Like, that's not so kid. How, if you, hey, doggy, if you started this fire, how would you do it? Well, I usually used to use like a cocktail of my own design. It was a mixture of gasoline and whiskey. Uh, I dip a little piece of paper in it. <laughs> I am assuming the dog is an expert in arson because he used to be an arsonist. He used to be an arsonist. Like, kind of like Catch Me If You Can, Leonardo DiCaprio comes back, helps the FBI. This dog evades police for years, <laughs> comes back and works for him. I think, I just, I understand that they can train dogs for just about anything, but when there's a fire, that burns things to the ground, chemically alters their composition. Dogs yes. gonna dogs gonna roll up, start sniffing, and be like, "Yeah, this there was a fire here." That's that's about all he can do. Smells like a fire, man. I know this is crazy. You smell that smoke? Me too. Me too. I smell it really good too. Right. Better than I you s- do, man. Yeah, there was some raw meat in here that smells perfect. You know, let's find <laughs> that. We got a night. We got a, we, There was a steak in the fridge. There's a steak yeah, in the fridge. It's medium well now. It's perfect. I love being an arson dog. I get everyone's formerly raw, currently cooked meats. <laughs> a spokesperson for Pittsburgh Public Safety told Channel 11 the fire is considered suspicious, but it's still being investigated. East Carson Street was closed for several hours this morning between 21st and 18th Street. The so, fire is sus. Uh, the fire is suspicious. Uh, the dog can't get to the bottom of it. It was very warm inside, uh, but no injuries. So big shout out to the Pittsburgh Fire Department. And, that was very good. Uh, all the people involved in that. Anytime Pittsburgh Fire, we talk about you guys a lot. Anytime you guys want to sponsor the show, come on. Feel free. I know you're if you're Please listening, do. and I know that you are. Come check us out at uh, Patrick's Parish. Okay. Uh, if anyone wants to sponsor the show for real, uh, we are accepting sponsors now. So we were we've been accepting sponsors this whole time. Nope, just to be are. clear. Uh, applications are now open. You gotta make yourself seem. You gotta listen, Ethan. Capitalism is built on manufactured scarcity, so we before, have to start making what. Before we didn't want sponsors, but now we are starting a new era where sponsors are welcome. Yes, now now sponsors are welcome to sponsor the podcast. I do think that anyone who wants to sponsor the podcast, the never mind. <laughs> uh, our logo looks really funny, <laughs> so they'll like open the podcast and be like, "I I want to sponsor this podcast." Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you do. <sighs> do we... I, yeah. Oh, what? No, Come I, on, say I, what you're going to say. Think, I'm Come thinking on. about the phone call that I had, and it's not good content, so I don't talk about it. What was the phone call? The phone call. The one that you were telling me about earlier? Yeah. Yeah, you want You don't want to do that. No, I don't want to talk about it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Do you, you have a topic? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. I mean, something, <laughs> something annoying happened this morning to me. Sure, sure. Yeah. Can I share about it? Of course you can. I did a pretty good job today <laughs> about not thinking about it. Oh, no. So, Pat- Patrick, everyone went to bed from time to time. Yeah. It, it's just, just Phoebe said that was a big boy now. So it was like, you know, <laughs> big boys all went to bed. One of my friends who I won't name, um, but he's currently a regional director for Focus and his name's Clayton Caldwell. <laughs> he told me, I think he'd be fine with me sharing this on the podcast. But he told me the other day, he's like, he had Key Lime LaCroix for the first time and he loved it so much. He drank eight of them before he went to bed (laughs) (laughs) and he just straight up whizzed it right in the middle of the night. His wife's sleeping right next to him. He gets up, just lays a towel down, goes right back to bed. Place smells like a pie shop. It's crazy. (laughs) He drank eight of them. He drank eight of them. That's the whole case. whole case. That's what I told him. Crazy! <laughs> I'm gonna crush a Lacroix. <laughs> yeah, let me just let me just shotgun these eight 12 ounce cans of 
harshly caffeinated, not caffeinated, harshly bubbly, bubbly-ated water. What do you call that? Carbon, carbonated. Have you, have you, have you ever shotgun a LaCroix before? No, I value it my hurts. throat. It hurts think... so bad. And then, and then the burps afterwards <laughs> are just worst. insane. Yeah. One time I drank two LaCroix uh, sitting down, like hunched over on my couch. I was like laying down uh-huh. and my, my tummy was like scrunched over. Yeah. And so uh, the bubbles had nowhere to go. And so I sat up and all of a sudden I just, they just, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yeah, what were we talking about? You did a uh, bad thing this morning. No, I heard, I saw a bad thing. Ne- new Polity, New Polity launched their new college of St. Joseph. It's a really good idea. It's like not to interrupt you one more time, but one of my friends texted me today a link to a New Polity podcast, and she's like, "Have you heard of these guys?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I have. yeah." I, I, mean, so, I wouldn't try to be a jerk, but I was like, "I, I know a guy who knows them." So. <laughs> All right, talk about the, the new um, thing. I'm sorry. I'm done. So New Polity launched a college called the College of St. Joseph, and it's a hybrid. You get a BA in Catholic Studies, and you also, for your first year, you get training in five major trades, and then you pick a one you pick one to specialize in, and then for the rest of your degree, you specialize in that trade. You can get you can get specialized you can you can trade in carpentry, electric 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 masonry it's not that kind of masonry it's the it's the electric slide for for a year electric <laughs> remember <laughs> uh, you major in the electric slide and then uh hvac so you can major specialize in air conditioning and repair and then also nice. something else uh, welding welding oh wow so it's five really it's five really versatile trades and yeah. and you get a ba in catholic you get a BA in Catholic studies. Cool. So it's not like in theology. You're just learning great books and you're reading Man. Thomas Aquinas. And it's you're not you're not overloading yourself with genets. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's not you don't have to like you know double major in communications and theology. Blah 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 blah. So you get the certificate, right? You get the you get the BA. You get the thing that says, "Yep, I." I did a thing. I can get a job now. But the best part is, is you graduate debt free. You <gasps> graduate net positive so no you way. your first year you have to pay money right because you're no one wants to pay you to learn and stand around etc but you learn in the workshop in the student workshop and then your first year you go on jobs and the best part is the fact that this is in steubenville is like they're just going to be fixing up houses mm-hmm. and they're gonna there's there's an abundance of trade work in steubenville right now there's so many craftsmen that live there because like a bunch of people from steubenville that i'm friends with just stopped they they stopped working as teachers and theology teachers and trying to become professors and they just started doing carpentry and woodworking nice. and and like in trades and and so they're it's they're actually they're actually turning the city around right like they're they're gonna they're gonna do something that's that's crazy cool right uh in conceptually a college where you leave with no debt and they're also going to do something great for Steubenville which is a city that really needs it and of course everyone on Twitter was like bad why was everyone on Twitter like bad because Matt Frad is on it is no. on on the board yeah it's no. like they why? saw they saw Frad and Han and they were like oh this is rich the guys from Steub oh this see oh the latest scam just oh look it's a scam and people were like oh what what is this like oh that seems bad oh they're not even accredited oh they're not even what oh i bet these guys aren't even union craftsmen and i was like you guys all suck you all suck why are you following these people 
it wasn't it wasn't me following them. It was because uh, someone posted it. Someone posted it on uh, the New Polity Discord, and I clicked it. And I shouldn't have done that. It was a tweet. It was a tweet. So, so people I could, on I could go see the tweet and see all the mean people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Gonna go ruin my day right now. Yeah, and so I was frustrated for many sure. reasons. Yeah. I posted about this on the Be More Human channel on Discord. I was like, I think Twitter has rewired my brain to the <laughs> point where I can't let an argument go because the arguments are always there for me to go back to. Mm-hmm. It was like, Twitter that did that. What? Not. Don't tell me that you were not a little argumentative before Twitter. I think. Well, I, that's why I also said I think it cultivated a vice that I probably okay. preexisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I Twitter. You. I mean, I'm I'm firmly in the camp of Twitter doesn't cause vices; it just animates them. Right, just magnifies them. I mean, that's just what all of these technologies do. Facebook didn't make us lonely. We wanted to be lonely, and we don't like it. Facebook didn't. The internet didn't make us addicted to pornography. We wanted to be addicted to pornography, and so we built a machine to do it for us. Uh, Anyway, side. That was a tangent, but wow. Back to what I was saying. Uh, One of my yes, I was very argumentative, and I couldn't let arguments go i would stew about them forever but eventually you know you have to let things go because yeah. if you either because you win or because you've decided the other person doesn't have any dignity and so you can just move on <laughs> it's usually what i did and so like then you're you're out of the you're out of the conversation right like you don't you don't need to or you don't see them for a while they move away you know you stop harboring this resentment just because you forgot about them you know right but Twitter, it, it, it allows every person to be accessible to you 24-7. And you can, you can start an account that just hates people. You, know? you can just start an anti-crunch account. For instance, I, uh, I, got a, I got a reply from someone like three days after. Trent Horn said something about capitalism. And I was like, uh, I, said, I said something in reply. Wait. No, I said something in reply to someone who was talking about something about capitalism. Mm-hmm. I saw and, this. I yes. look at your tweets probably once a week just to make oh, sure cool. I, know, I know what's up in your brain. It also helps me prepare for what might inevitably become the podcast. <laughs> so I, someone made a, someone tweeted about capitalism being the best thing that's ever happened to humanity. And I was like, yes, capitalism is the best thing that's... Or he was like, it's, it's, it's increased, it's decreased infant mortality. I was like, yes, capitalism is very good for children. It makes them very safe. And oop, that one just fell down a mine shaft. Uh, <laughs> my point being that rampant capitalism in the 1800s was really bad for children. Yeah, they died in the mines. Yes. And so someone replied to me with a graph. And I was like, obviously, this is not. I mean, <laughs> you can feel like you won this conversation. But like my worldview is so entrenched against capitalism at this point. <laughs> Going look to at a, this graph. a funeral, a funeral of a child that died in the mines. I mean, like, look at this graph. <laughs> look at this graph. Check this out. I generated this with Google, very obviously. With, I know. With God knows what data, you know. And I know, yeah, right. And and I know, I know, you know, my my view on capitalism, I believe, is one based on learning and and researching <laughs> and, and and reading and. Uh-huh. His might be the same. I don't know, but I'm sure. not. I'm not. There's a. There's so many reasons why someone. But like, I don't know that. I believe that mine was based on this, but you know, mm-hmm. I could be mistaken. It's possible. Sure. Um, I don't think so, but I could be. And so I was like, you know what? Why reply to this guy? Just yeah. I'm just gonna leave just it. And three it days later, he replied again. I was like, man, I Whoa. forgot about you. You know? Whoa. What did he say? What was? I second? don't. I don't remember. Too I just scared the- to respond. To my graph. I, no, no, I wasn't like anything like that. <laughs> I replied. I think he found another one of my tweets and replied to it. 
And I was like, man, I saw the profile picture and I was like, I'm just going to block you, man. Just for your own good, you should not be doing this. And here I was, you know, I saw this, this group dunking on new polity and mm-hmm. like i everyone on that list right is either someone that i admire or someone that i am friends with right and so some of them i i've have, i have like personal friendships with some of them i just am acquaint work acquaintances or whatever and some of them i admire right it doesn't really matter who is who but like any of those people if you admire someone or are friends with them or even just you know chums uh and someone just insults them it's very annoying and oh, yeah. I guess, yeah. And so I guess what I want to talk about today, Please. what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about loving your enemies. Oh, um, because I just kept saying to myself, like loving, changing it from loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you to like loving your critics and praying for those who dunk on you. <laughs> because I have a really hard time with that. Because First of all, for two reasons. One, because I don't like being wrong. <laughs> and I don't like being, I don't like people when people are mean to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it feels like I'm not actually being persecuted. And so I feel weird being like, I'm loving my enemies. Because I'm really not loving my enemies. I'm loving people who made passing stupid comments about something that I enjoy and I'm passionate about. Uh, or someone that, I, people that I respect. Um, anyway, yeah. So I just came up, I just, I think that uh, we, I spend, we, I spend too much time trying to convince other people that, I am right. Like begging for people who don't like me to like me Mm -hmm. instead of just letting them go and praying for them and loving them. You know what I mean? What is an enemy? This is my new documentary. (laughs) Uh, What is marry one and find out? (laughs) Yes. That's what Jordan Peterson, a biological enemy. (laughs) Uh, And it's not, it's, it's not COVID-19. Um, what it, what actually answer that question? I'm asking you, Patrick, Mr. Brain. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. At Bona, we know there are all kinds of critics in the world who find fault with everything, like your nosy neighbor. That fancy friend of yours who's always trying to one-up you. Or even your hard-to-please mother-in-law. But one thing you can be sure of, when you clean your floors with Bona's uniquely formulated plant-based floor cleaners, you can impress the unimpressible with your beautiful clean floors. Find out more at Bona.com. Bona, for floors that impress. At Sleep Outfitters Outlet, great sleep is a big deal. Save 40 to 60% every day on every Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. Queens as low as 249 Customer exchanges, closeouts, and floor samples. Inventory changes daily, so come in for your dream deal today. With no credit needed financing, expert advice, and up to 60% off retail, it's never been easier to get the sleep and savings you deserve. Go to sleepoutfittersoutlet.com for financing details and to find a store near you. Come unwrap some holiday magic this season in Denver, where the lights are brighter and the shopping is grander. 
The shows are more spectacular. The trees, taller. The festivities, merrier. So come for your holiday traditions or make some new ones with your friends and family in the Mile High City, where the season feels a whole lot more wonderful. Discover great hotels and more things to do at milehighholidays.com. What is an enemy? Ooh, I know this one. So uh, the philosopher Carl Schmitt, uh, known Nazi sympathizer and guy who a lot of these weird integralist guys really like. Um, mm. Anyway, <laughs> Carl Schmitt talks about politics being the definition of it's the art of defining who is a friend and who is an enemy. And so he defines the sovereign as the person who can define who enemies are. And so I'm going to define who enemies are, which means I'm sovereign. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, oh boy. That, was, that was a stupid joke. I looked up the definition of an enemy. It says here, a procedure in which liquid or gas is injected into the <laughs> rectum, typically to expel its contents, but also to introduce drugs or permit x-ray imaging. So we got to pray for those. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, an, enema, an enemy is... <laughs> an enemy is... According to Carl Schmidt, he, he defines politics as a, as a hidden as a secret war it's just too ideological uh too ideological war like two ideological camps fighting each other mm-hmm. and he just says that a war is like the perfect uh instantiation of conflict of, of sure. conflict and so all other all other conflicts participate in that form of war like of war. they're they're just yeah. they're just derivatives of war i war think war is the platonic form of conflict yeah, and I think that's dumb and wrong because oh, war no. is, I think that's I think it's dumb and wrong because war is an evil and so it can't be perfect. There can't be perfect enmity because enmity is necessary. It it it's fee it's parasitic on friendship, right? Like even two people that are fighting to the death have some sort of friendship between them mm-hmm. because they recognize that they are both in this situation together. You know what I mean? They are both here. Uh, they are both human beings, and they, they they interact with one another. It's only at the point of killing that the conflict is like kind of final, right? It's only at the point of killing the other person that the that the en- enmity is really like really really perfect. But um, anyway, I don't think I don't think enmity can be perfect because it's always parasitic on a relationship. That was a really long winded way to say that even enemies have a relationship with one another, which means they are down at the bottom friends, and. I think, okay, long-winded way of saying, mm-hmm. I think an enemy is a potential friend. Okay. Because... So an enemy is a person. An enemy is a person who... But, it, but it's yeah. an enemy is... This is what I'm really... Getting, is an enemy defined by what what their actions are or what our perception is of them? I think it's definitely defined by our perceptions of them. Really? Mm-hmm. What if I really love a guy and I'm naive, right? But the guy keeps breaking my shins, or whatever. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> yeah. in my perception of it, like, I'm so naive, like, perfectly naive. Never, It's just an accident. Always giving him the benefit of the doubt. He just happened to swing that wrench right at my shins. <laughs> but he keeps doing it because he hates me. Is it, be- is it my perception? Or is there a reality there where he is my enemy? Like, if I treated him that way, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just trying to understand because I think we have this weird... I don't think we really understand what it means to love our enemies because I don't think we actually know who our enemies are because I don't think our enemies are people who just criticize us, you know? Like, I don't think that that's who Patrick Nevy's enemies are, you know? Oh, yeah. It's more, it's more, uh, it's more intense than that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's loving the people that want to, I don't know, destroy Catholicism, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> but it's like, but but I don't know. There's people who want to destroy Catholicism who don't care, who don't give a rat's hat about Ethan Stevie, you know? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I'm trying to figure out who, like I'm thinking, who are my enemies? The people that want to ruin you. Okay. I guess. Okay. So it has more. I guess. It, I guess it doesn't. It's not one or the other. It's. It's kind of a mixture of. Well, okay, fine. So maybe their actions are complicit. I guess it's maybe it's people. An enemy is hmm. someone who is actively. Maybe not actively. An enemy is someone who's sinning against you. Okay. That right. Because that's can part of the. That. That's part of the Lord's prayer. Right. Because there there is an object of sinning. Right. You are yeah. sinning against someone mm-hmm. usually, mm-hmm. <laughs> always. Yeah, I think. So what I'm thinking about. Just to let you, I'm just trying to walk around this to try and understand it, but my, I have a lot of resentment in my job towards um, some of these groups that I work with in real estate. We had a really big deal that was going to get done and it didn't get done, which was very frustrating for me. And it feels like every time I'm now like, because we still have a working relationship with them, we're going to bring them a different one, like whatever. But every time I find myself talking about them or talking to them, I just get this like knot in my stomach and I'm like, so freaking so mad because my perspective is that they ruined this thing that I tried to set up that would have brought a lot of success to the firm. And it was going to be really cool and really fun. And it was not really cool. and It was not very fun. And so now I'm like, I feel very resentful towards these people, but like, and so I'm like, if I'm thinking about who my enemy is in my everyday life, I'm like, that those guys, you know, I can't believe <laughs> they did it. But like, they were just acting in their own self-interest, you know, and they're like, well, this isn't the best deal for us. We're going to wait and like come around for the next deal, you know, and Michael Jordan voice. It became personal with me. Like, <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, but when I actually think about who my real enemies are, like, I can't think of, I can't think of a person who like hates me and is sinning against me actively is that because so I, whenever i read this i'm like am i living like not a full enough life where i don't have enough people that are my enemy <laughs> maybe i don't know you know like I, that's kind of the question that i'm asking is i want to love my enemies but i really just need to like love the people around me when things don't go my way it's like that's a good start i think and probably i don't have any enemies yet because god wants me to train and be ready for when i actually do have enemies you know? sure yeah oh i was saying this i was saying this on my alt account that no one gets to know about wait um, hold on tell me i, I want to know i'll tell you my alt account i have an Te- alt account text I have an me al- the handle i will text the handle i have an alt account that i post uh stuff that i want to post on twitter um <clears throat> you should post on your normal account it's not like you get that much engagement anyway no you're right but also just on your baby tweet for whatever reason. No, that's where I post. I post all my baby pictures of Leo on my alt account. That's what I do. What? I don't post them on Twitter because I don't want my I don't want my feed to just become baby pictures. Although that might that's be it. the thing that does it. I have this really cute video of Leo. I just happened to be recording him while he was <gasps> no. laughing. Yeah. I have a video of one of his first laughs. So I want to cool. see it. Oh, it's so cute. Do you want me to send it to you right now? Yeah, right okay. now. No, not right now. We're doing a podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Man, I was like, Yo, I'm going to show you a video. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm going to forget. So, joke's uh-huh. on you. Uh, I posted on my alt account about this that I am uh, I am happy that we are not as successful as a certain podcaster because I always see 
uh, I always see angry tweets about they, them, uh, him, uh, him. I always see angry tweets about him. People like just Are talking about Matt Fred. Yeah. You say it? Okay. Matt, Matt, everyone, everyone has an opinion about Matt. Right. Um, and like, I don't know. It sucks, but you know, it's whatever, right? It's, it's, but I would, I would be, there was a tweet that was going around that was like, oh, does anyone else just hate what Matt Frad's become? I'm like, man, I'm going to, he's going to, I'm going to bet you that he sees that in the next, you know, couple of days. Mm-hmm. And he did, he did, he saw it. And I'm sure that he, he responded in like a, in like a snarky way. He responded with a, a meme of, of himself with his face shrunk down and it says, welp on the, <laughs> very funny. Um, yes. But I, he's a human being. I bet that hurt his feelings a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that and that sucks. Mm. And I just, I mean, there, there's a, there's a, there is a reality that like you know people actively want him to fail, uh, and I'm glad that we are not visible enough for people to actively want us to fail. Although there was that one time, but that one time, you know what I mean? That's it. Which one time? The life team Trump time. Oh. That's great. Say goodbye to your precious podcast. Say goodbye to your precious podcast. But that that was funny because we were like we had like what like five hundred listeners back then. And it was like, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, there are people who want us to fail, I guess. But I don't know. I think that's that's mm. something that that people. I mean, I'm at my church. Some people I think want me to fail. I think. Yeah. I had a moment I, where someone tried to get me fired, like actively tried to get me fired. I believe, so So that situation sounds like what we need to talk about because those things will come up, right, in your life yeah. where someone will oppose something that you're trying to do, whether you're like just trying to bring authentic Catholicism to your parish and you're getting opposed or you're trying to live a certain way in your neighborhood and your community and you're getting opposed or you're living the faith in your family and you're getting opposed. Like we have all these perceived enemies that I don't think are real, you know? Like this person's gonna think I'm weird, or they're gonna think like that doesn't that doesn't count as having an enemy, right? If somebody thinks you're weird, you know, like that doesn't. But when someone's like when you are in the right and it's been tested by the spirit and tested by other wise and virtuous people, and you know that you're doing the right thing, and people are opposing you, then it's like okay, then it's at that point you can start to say that you have some enemies. Um, but I think <clears throat> we create enemies for ourselves, so a lot of people really. I explained to Emma the other day what "Let's Go Brandon" means because she did not oh. she did not know. Can't believe she made um, it this long. Good for her. I know. Well, we were on we were driving to Nebraska and back, and she kept seeing oh, that I'm, on. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure on the trucks, you know. And I was like, you know what that means, right? She's like, no, who's Brandon? I'm like, oh, let me tell you. And so, <laughs> and then she started noticing it all over the place, and she was like, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, like there's a lot of people who really hate Joe Biden. You know, for whatever reason, I make a lot of jokes like every day, every time I get in the car with someone new and like you comment on the gas prices, you're like, yeah, Joe Biden's America. Like, it's just a funny bit to do <laughs> that I always yeah. do. Phoebe um, made Phoebe was so funny. She 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 commented on gas prices all the time when there were yeah. like when there were like incremental discrepancies between two gas. She's like, oh, wow, it's like two thirty five there. So she would it was a big joke. how She would always comment on gas prices so in Hawaii. She was like. 538 a gallon. That's crazy. And so the other day driving down the down the road, she was like. She pointed at the gas and she like sighed. I was like, "What's wrong, Phoebe? Like, you don't want to point out the gas?" But she's like, "I, I mean, it's just not cool anymore now that everyone <laughs> else is fun. doing it. Like, I, right. I did it before; it was cool, you know." She had a thing going, um, but we like create enemies for ourselves for whatever reason. Like, 
I have to make Joe Biden or Donald Trump or AOC or Ron DeSantis or Matt Frad or Matt Walsh or Michael Voris or Taylor Marshall or Scott Hahn, whoever, I have to make that person my enemy. And or or even like even more personal, it's like you make your wife your enemy. You make your husband your enemy. Like we create those. Oh, things, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think I don't know, like you've had real enemies where people have tried to tear you down. I've had real enemies where people try to tear me down. But it feels like in those moments, I don't actually respond in the way that I'm called to. Um, but like I make sure that everybody knows that I'm like, oh, I'm, I got to pray for Joe Biden. You know, he's got to come back in the. Like, it's easy to pray for the enemies that we create for ourselves, but oh, there's yeah. actually an enemy that's real. Like, we don't always have that same response. Um, and I just don't think we're very well-versed in, or at least I'm not very well-versed in charity, uh, because I just kind of live so selfishly, and I'm, like, not actually fighting for anything. So it's just really easy just to kind of waltz through life and, like, yeah, everybody's good. You do you. I'm going to do me. You know, and I'll, I'll say a prayer, like, when I remember, but... Uh, I don't really need to go out of my way to like charitably sacrifice for the other. Yeah. Like it's, it's easy. It's easy to, to pray. I think, I think you're right. It's easy to pray for the manufactured enemies because we want that feeling of being a saint without the work. Yes. Yes. That feeling of I'm being persecuted and I'm rising above it. It's that, it's that, Oh, like I'll pray for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and that sort of thing. It's hard. It's hard to pray for the actual enemies. I don't know. I, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. People don't tend to hate me. Um, but I remember when, when that first time that I, 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 I've never, I've never been in that situation before because I was on the phone and she was like, it was something happened where a kid who, a kid with special needs went into the girl's bathroom and he didn't realize he was going into the girl's bathroom. I don't think that's my hypothesis. And he um, was trying to get the girl to come out and come with him. And so he grabbed her mm-hmm. and the way he grabbed her by the arm and tried to like pull her out. She's like, Hey, don't do that. And he left. I heard about it and I heard about it in a different way. I heard that he went to the bathroom. There was a communication problem. Anyway, the, the, the kid told the mom, the mom told the grandma and the grandma called me. And the grandma was very upset that I had changed confirmation. So she's yelling at me about confirmation. <laughs> and she was like, and I heard that oh, yeah. uh, that while you were at Edge, a little boy was grabbing girls in the bathroom. Oh, boy. And when you say it like that. Sure. And she was like, and I have half a mind to go to the bishop. And I was like, great. This go is, ahead. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, not go ahead. because Launch an investigation. What are they going to do? Fire me? Yes, yeah, yeah, I was very you. afraid because because who I mean the bishop doesn't know me you know like no none of them none of them you know it's, I was I was like I was like who knows what would happen right and so I was I was incredibly I was incredibly uh, uh, torn by this I was just like what's gonna happen because it just it was like the conversation was over I never talked to this woman again nothing ended up happening but it felt like the hammer was gonna drop any minute mm-hmm. you know dang and I remember praying a lot during that mo- during that time but never for her right lord you know? protect me keep me safe you know don't don't let anything bad happen to old patrick 
You know, well, it was we, more like it was more like, hey, something bad could happen, but obviously it's your will if that is the case. You know sure. that that was more where I was at, where I was like, I was like, if this is the way, I even told my, I even told Phoebe back then, I was like, if if God wants me out of ministry this bad, fine. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what need if because that's the only way I'm. I mean, that's not the only way, but it's like that that's that's the only way I would leave the job at that point, right? At that point when I was only a couple months in, I was like, I'm not gonna leave now if God really right. doesn't want me here. I'm never going to work in ministry again if I get if I get fired for that, yeah. you know. But it's that next step of Lord, your will be done, but also help me to love this woman. Yeah, that was not that was not some that was not a step that show I Show me do. show me how you see her. Show me how you love her. Yeah. Because all I'm seeing right now is just is red. Like I can't <laughs> see I can't see anything other my, than how angry yeah. I am. My 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 coworker Steve said something interesting about that exact thing cuz he was like until I became a dad of two kids, I didn't understand how the father looked at us because one of my kids hit my other kid. And he was like, I felt this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I, I, how could you do that to him? Like, I'm so mad at you, but I love you. You know, like I'm so, I, like, I'm so mad that you hit one of the, like you hurt one of the things that I love more in this world than anything, but you're also one of the people that I love more than anything in this world. It's like, what do I do, right? Um, and so I think the way that I love my enemies is just have two kids probably what I was no I'm just kidding having kids does solve a lot of problems having kids solves more problems than you might think <laughs> having kids first of all I never need to figure out what my Friday evening plans are gonna be right it's diverse. if you're if you're having trouble in your relationship with your wife have, have a, kid. a kid it'll solve more things than you can imagine never fails hey uh, should we go into doctor this dating corner or do you right want to keep now? talking about that oh, well, I, I just, I, we were I talking about I'll, marriage and dating but you have more stuff I have a little bit I think I okay. think that I think that is a way to like step into the way the Lord sees us in that situation. Help me see them how you see them is like recognizing that stepping into the person of Christ and stepping out of yourself. It's that's thinking of yourself last thing. I mean, you're right though. The, the, I guess like my response, I think my response, it was the Holy spirit. I've talked about it back then. I was like, the Holy spirit was motivating, was moving me to respond very well to the situation. Just like abandonment and saying like, do whatever. And I think that was a very virtuous thing that I did. And if it happened today, I don't know if I would respond the same way. But I still didn't go that full length of like, you know, loving my enemy. And I, I think that just kind of shows me how hard it is to love your enemy. It's that you have to be in such a peaceful place in the midst of the persecution to love the person that's per- that's persecuting you. So like if I don't have that peace in the midst of persecution, I'm never going to be able to love my enemy. Because if you don't have peace, you can't love them, I think. I don't know. Maybe maybe some people are different than me. Hmm. I don't have I don't well, have that universal. That, that can't experience. be it. No, that can't be it. Everyone's the same. <laughs> everyone's everyone's just like me. So how come how come how come nobody's agreeing with me? Um, we got to go into we got to go into uh, uh, the crunch of the week. It's the crunch of the week. If Ethan and Patrick hadn't been full of naivete in college, they wouldn't have started this podcast. If they didn't have people supporting them on Patreon, this podcast would have stopped making sense a long time ago. Because of those patrons, you now get to listen to the best Catholic comedy podcast in existence. This is Patron of the Week. For those listeners with a fighting spirit. Thank you to... Tracy Kalesa. Everybody give it up for Tracy. Woo. Yay. Tracy Kalesa. Did we do her last week? No. Oh. 
All right. No, no, I've, I've been crossing them off. Nice, 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 nice. Wait, did we, did we have Tracy last week? No, we didn't. No, 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 no. Tracy has been a patron since January of 2018. That's crazy. That's four years. <laughs> she's been a patron forever and a day. Uh, she's nice. super great. And I, the reason why I brought her up is because she's, uh, she's from Minnesota. Or no, she's not from Minnesota. She worked as a focus missionary in Minnesota. She's really cool. Nice. And uh, she mentioned that she likes our new cover art and that it's been a long time coming. I talked Thank her on you. Thank you, Tracy. Shout out to Tracy. Uh, if you want to support us, if you think that this episode was worth $2, if you think that our podcast is worth 10 bucks a month, go support nice. us on Patreon. I know, upset me. Nice. Lion mentality. That's what it is. Uh, if you think this episode is worth 2 bucks, a little less than a coffee at Starbucks, go support us on Patreon for now. Right. Am I right? It's the price of gas nowadays? Anyway. Hey. Support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the crunch. If you can't do that right now, I totally understand what the price of gas now. Okay, I'm sorry. I did it All twice. Right, keep, yeah, dude. You can't, you should give us a review on iTunes, iTunes.com, or you guys know where iTunes is. iTunes.com slash the crunch. I don't even know if that's true. Uh, go to iTunes, uh, give us a review on iTunes or on Spotify because uh, Spotify is very important because it's new. The review system is new, and so they're testing it out and they're tracking podcasts. So if you give us a lot of reviews, it'll make us look really cool to them. Yes, great. Uh, this review comes from Trad Mama. Uh, oh yeah, it was on uh, January of 2022. Uh, wake up. When will it's five star review? Uh, wake up. When will you wake up, Church Militant? Uh, use your investigative techniques to find out that Biden and Trump are being controlled by the same puppeteers, just like the Rothschilds funds both sides in every war. Come on already. You sound very immature being so loyal to Trump, who pushed the vaccine manufacturing Operation Warp Speed. Hello. Oh, Hello. that's a review for Church Militant's new podcast. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. That was I, I made a mistake. <laughs> we. I mean, if I'm I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Right. I don't yeah. want anyone. I don't want anybody more that has a net worth over $10 million listening to this podcast because I don't know. Do you want to upset the Rothschilds? I don't want to upset the Rothschilds. I don't want, I don't want them coming to my house, taking, <laughs> taking me away. All, no. all, all, everybody named Rothschild. <laughs> yes. Uh, do you have another? Uh, you yes, have an actual, I have a real one. Okay, I have a real one. A this real one comes one. from yeah. Bree Schroers. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that right. What a name. What a name. A very nice pod. That's the title. Thanks. I've listened to The Crunch since 2017 because someone said I have a similar sense of humor. They were right. Ethan and Patrick have made me reconsider and deep dive into a life of faith, all while making me chuckle. It's been a comfort. It's been comforting to grow from a college student to a young adult as the pod has grown. Thanks for what you do to make this a very nice pod. Thanks. Thanks for listening nice. to the cast. Thank you. More reviews. 500 by July. 500 Ooh. by July. 500 by July. That's my new We're pretty that's my new close. Chant. Is this our uh, is this, no no. This is our 299th episode. <gasps> 300 next week. 300 next week. We're not going to get We're not going to get We're going to do ratings. We're going to do a 300 themed podcast. It's going to be about Sparta. It's going to be about the pol- the the guys that Spartans fight. It's going to be about kicking. <laughs> it's going to be about punching. It's going to be about abdomens and swords. Come tune in next week for Zach Snyder's 300 director's cut episode of the podcast. Good, cool. <laughs> now let's get into the Doctor Ethan's dating corners. Thanks. All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs> 
This one comes from someone who wants to be anonymous. What is their name? Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. This one comes from a female Zack Snyder. Did you guys have specific boundaries you set together with your girlfriend's pre-marriage in order to spend time alone together? Chasely. I'm a 26-year-old female in a relationship about six months, and I found that setting specific boundaries together with my boyfriend in terms of when, where we spend time alone together, uh, specific physical boundaries, etc., is more helpful for me than letting things be vague. I prefer having definite do's and don'ts because I experience a lot of guilt and shame when I feel like things have crossed the line, but I never quite know when this is from God or is scrupulosity, probably a separate issue. Even so, my boyfriend and I are not always great about observing the boundaries we've set. For instance, we were uh, we were going to try and not hang out alone for a, after a certain time of night, but we kind of abandoned that one a long time ago. Been there. That's... Yep, that's yep, yeah. pretty, pretty standard. <laughs> Everyone yeah. who has been in a relationship is not like their head like, yep, we've all yeah. tried that one. Um, even so, my boyfriend and I are not... Oh, I actually read that part. My boyfriend is Protestant, so his standards of chastity are different from mine, but he's still been an equal partner in pursuit of chastity and frequently tells me how much he admires my commitment to it. Convert, convert. Okay, anyway. I was curious if you ever had those conversations with your girlfriends while dating, what guidelines you gave yourselves to try and avoid occasions of sin and which you found most helpful. This question is from one physical love language touch person uh, dating another physical love language touch person. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with love languages, you need to Google that immediately. That, I mean, everyone knows love languages. Everyone I went to a Catholic that, yeah. college. So yeah. Uh, anyway, if you are familiar, share your primary <laughs> love languages on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't it crazy that everyone at Franciscan was physical touch? It's wild how yeah, that crazy, out. right? <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. My favorite, my, my love language is donating to patreon.com <laughs> slash the crutch. My love language is large monetary gifts. <laughs> Lump sums. My, <laughs> my love language is real estate. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Yes, we tried this. No, it didn't always work. I think we um, got married before we figured it out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Let's, I, uh, so Zack Snyder, thanks for writing in. Um, so part of me is like the love language of physical touch isn't real because I think that everyone before they're married is just, um, can I say on the podcast? No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, okay. you, you're pointing out something interesting, but I don't think you're right in that. I think I don't think you're right. Okay, I do think physical touch is a real love language, but I also think that people before they get married, a lot more people think that they're physical touches than they actually are. I think that's true because because of the you know because. yeah because you're so yeah you're in love. So I'm not trying to tell you Zack Snyder that you're not physical touch, but what I am saying is, um, what you're experiencing is very natural and very normal. This is your body's changing, your hormones are raging. <laughs> Um, but I would be hesitant to set strict guidelines, not because I don't think you should try, you shouldn't try not to sin, but because I think that the stricter guidelines you set, the more devastated you're going to be when you fail, because you're going to yeah. fail. You're really attracted to this person. You really like them. You're probably going to cross the line at one point or another. And, it, it, well, I've already broken the violating the saying, you're like, well, I've already uh, violated the uh, not hanging out with them after dark rules, so I guess all the other rules are I'll out about it. Violate all, this, all these other rules. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, we're breaking this rule. I wonder if they're okay with breaking this other rule, too. And then you break the rule, and then they think, they're thinking the same thing. Right. It, it just happens. And so you can't have such a high expectation of yourself 
because chastity is not purity. They're not the same thing. Like you're not expected to be this like, well, before we got married, we never did this, you know, and like whatever arbitrary line that you yeah, said that you, you the think. Yeah, and then you talk years later and all the, little, now all the high school girls are like, ooh, and the one girl who actually has done that thing is like, oh. Yeah, like you can't, you, you probably have some idea in your mind of how far is too far and a thing that you would never want to do before you get married. Um, and... So, like, my question would be to you is, like, what do, what would you think about yourself if that did happen? You know? Like, what what would you you and your boyfriend, what would that conversation be like the next day? You know? And then, like, start thinking about, okay, do I really care about, like, chastity or do I really care about my pride? Is that, is nah, that what I'm ooh, really... Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, oh, man. that's That, that kind of hurt a little bit. But, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty yes. much, yeah. Because it's... You can get in a position where you're so you are so wrapped up in doing the right thing and not messing up, and probably it's amplified because you got this Protestant boyfriend that you're trying to show, like, hey, we have different standards, and my standards are higher, and they're actually better because I'm Catholic. Oh, and like, and if you fail, then that means that there's something wrong with Catholicism, and it's like, no, 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 back it up, Zack Snyder. Like you're, like, during the worst season that I was ever in, I was going to confession every single week, regardless of what was happening, just because I was like. I just felt like I was in a cycle that I couldn't get out of, you know, and it's, it's, it can be really, really hard and you might have to, to fight if you really feel like you're in a, in a spiral or in a place where you're struggling, but all you can really do is frequent the sacraments, pray every day, openly communicate with one another and have accountability. And then when you fall, be willing to talk about it and fall is not the right word. Act out. I apologize for the people out there. Um, if and when you act out, communicate, talk about it, acknowledge it. Don't oh, like that, pretend that like it didn't happen. Now? I, just... I mean, a fall implies that like you have fallen from grace and that you're like, that there's, you have to like, something's wrong with your dignity, you know, which is mm. like just not yeah, true. Is, there's a lot of word. There's a lot of loaded terms. Yeah. There are a lot of loaded terms with that. I try to avoid saying fall cause it makes people feel bad, but it's like, Oh yeah. And it's always, I, I, that's one, that's one. You're in your twenties and you're dating, you know, like it's hard. You know, oh my gosh. Expects you yeah. to be perfect. I, I had like, I had this, this crazy conversation with someone where I like talked about, I was like, I was like, it was, it was like a private conversation. And so uh, we're going to reveal the details here on this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying, I'm saying that because if my wife listens, she's like, you talk to someone about that. Um, I talked to someone about like something that, that had happened and between Phoebe and I, and, and I was like, I said it like so ashamed. They were like, you were in love. And I was like, oh Yes. That doesn't like excuse the sin, but it also like was like, yeah, I guess it makes sense that I, a, a man human, in love with a woman, a man in love with a woman, <laughs> would make that mistake or act yes. in that way, act out, right? Mm-hmm. I think act out is about is it a good way, but is a good place between mistake and fall. Mis- yeah, I like I like acting out. It's what they use in twelve step, uh, S A. Oh, cool. Yes, 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 yes. So. Um, the, and I will also say this every time I went to confession, pretty much to this day, every time that I go to confession, I confess lust. The priest never comments on it. That's never, it's never really like the thing that they're worried about. You know, usually they're like, man, why were you so angry about that thing? You know, (laughs) like, why were you so prideful about that thing? Like there, there's really typically lust is like an expression of some kind of deeper anxiety or stress or. Um, desire that's being unfulfilled elsewhere. Yeah, it's it's typically not always like the 
the barometer for spiritual health. You know, yeah, it's the highest circle of hell and the lowest circle of purgatory in the in, in the inferno and purgatorio, which I always thought was interesting. Yeah, um, it's like it's the top of the weeds. That's what right. it is. It's the top of the weeds. You know, it's like mm-hmm. cut like try getting just getting rid of lust out of your life is like chopping off the top of the flowers of the weeds like the, mm-hmm. the budding of the le- of the weeds yeah. instead of like pulling it up from the bottom which right. is the really which is the really hard part and i think a lot of a lot of us have convinced ourselves that lust is our main vice mm-hmm. and it's a great way to obfuscate a great way to obscure obfuscate is not maybe anyway it's a great way to ob- obscure the real issues that are going on underneath all which of are that. probably acedia and pride probably those two yeah i would say that's those two so it's uh it just stabs in the dark here i don't know anything yeah. but i've dated and now i'm married so yeah i hate i hate i hate i'm also advice. 26 years old now in my late 20s so i feel like i have a lot to uh contribute the Thank same you. age as the person who asked the question <laughs> you can send any birthday gifts to ethan at the crunchcast.com even if it's just a little yeah sorry that your advice was just that's ah, fine just a note no it's like just... a, well like a picture of a dog or something like i'll take anything in my email for my birthday one time my dad was like all i want for father's day is a card with a picture of a monkey on it <laughs> it doesn't have to be what it is that's awesome um no it's not just like it's fine it's just don't be too hard on yourself because it's not your job to uphold the moral standards of catholicism it's your job to be holy in the moment and sometimes in the moment you fail and you have the op- next op- next moment to you know, try again. And that's okay. So, uh, what's your love language, Pat? What's your primary love language? Words of affirmation. Receiving? Receiving? Words, yeah. words of affirmation, yeah. You're so good at that, at that love language. It's so awesome that you have that one. I hate this. I'm so what, That's the only one that you could have done on the podcast. <laughs> no, I seriously used to think my love language was physical touch because I like holding hands and kissing my girlfriend, Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> I... I do think mine is physical touch, actually, because, you know, you get married. You hypocrite. Every, I'm just saying, everything kind of levels out, you know, like after you get married, you get the, the initial rushes over. And then it's like still like when I'm unable, like when Emma's doing something, when I get home from work, like if she's cooking or cleaning and I can't like immediately like grab her and give her a hug and kiss her. I'm like, what the hell? Like what? <laughs> I, I'm home. You're here. Like, can we please? What, you what's know, going on? Yeah. What's happening? You know, so. uh yeah. Some, some, what about, something that someone said was like the, the way you can tell your love language is not is it's kind of you can tell it from like a negative perspective is which of the yes. five would you be the most hurt if someone did the opposite to you? Yes. Right. Like how what, what would hurt you more? Like someone saying something mean, someone hitting you. I don't know. Like what would hurt more? <laughs> someone hitting sock, me. Someone hitting me would hurt face. more. Yeah. Someone withholding physical affection, I guess, would be a better. Someone one, getting though. a gift and saying that it's for you, but then really they give it to the neighbor. Or someone Ooh. like withholding withholding a gift from you, or withholding yeah. physical touch, or withholding. I would tell you. I would tell you, good job on the yard, but I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, don't I know keep that every works. note Phoebe has ever written me in a box uh-huh. in my nightstand, even the goofy yes. ones. Like one time she wrote me, Phoebe was here on a napkin, and I still have it tucked under the visor of my car. <laughs> nice. Phoebe was here. Uh, that's a pretty good podcast. Thanks. <laughs> it was all me, I guess. It was all you on this episode. Uh, I. Please, everybody. Uh, Leave us a review if you like our new cover art. 
If you like this podcast and you want to keep talking to us about everything, you can join our, the Discord, bit.ly slash crunch discord. That's the place you can go to hang out with us. We got like 255, 260 people. We're trying to get 300 by episode 300. So, 300 uh, reviews? 300 people in the Discord. Oh, yes, that's right. So, we need like 50 people to join in the next week. So if you're on the edge and you want to make me really happy in seven days, uh, I'm just saying that's your, you know, if you maybe you're strapped for cash, you can't send me a monetary gift for my birthday. Maybe you could sign up for the discord is, is all I'm saying. Um, that's all I've got. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? If anyone has seen my hat, I'm still looking for it. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. At Sleep Outfitters Outlet, great sleep is a big deal. Save 40 to 60% every day on every Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. Queens as low as 249 Customer exchanges, closeouts, and floor samples. Inventory changes daily, so come in for your dream deal today. With no credit needed financing, expert advice, and up to 60% off retail, it's never been easier to get the sleep and savings you deserve. Go to sleepoutfittersoutlet.com for financing details and to find a store near you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.